Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. VRChat is an online virtual world platform. It allows users to interact with one another using 3D avatars and worlds. VRChat can properly be accessed using a headset such as the Oculus. The headset provides an immersive feel that encapsulates the user in whatever world they enter on the platform. Lately, I've been immersed myself, not in VRChat, but content about it. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about VRChat, documentaries, and even question and answer videos with people using their 3D avatar form, which is so cool because some people have some really amazing avatars that you can tell they've spent time and money on. In this episode, we will be discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly side of VRChat. The average person that doesn't research, doesn't have the time, or just doesn't fucking care will probably have heard the worst hot takes on VRChat. YouTube is a good example of that. The first VRChat related content I was recommended was something about how degenerate it is. That's also to do with the YouTube algorithm too because extreme videos or extreme titles tend to do well on there so you often end up seeing an exaggerated take on something that's not so bad because people want views and I can admit I was a victim of that grift. VRChat is not new. It may be new to you, but it has been around since 2017 and has a strong community. Polygon.com reported in 2017, quote, By September, VRChat Inc. had secured $4 million in investment funding. On September 21st, VRChat launched on Viveport, alongside its presence on Oculus Rift. In the eight months between VRChat launching on Steam and early access and being ported to the Viveport, the community had turned its universe into a vibrant, inhabited world. There were pubs that hosted weekly karaoke nights or performances from bands formed in VRChat. A weekly newspaper detailing what was happening in the world of VRChat sprang to life in the main community forum as a way of keeping people informed. Late night talk shows and a network of podcasts dedicated to talking about VRChat started to spring up. By giving players access to an SDK, an easy Unity integration, VRChat became a customizable experience that allowed people to create the virtual world they wanted to live in." End quote. So just before I move on, Unity is actually a program that helps people create avatars and also the worlds within VRChat. And that is obviously a very useful task if you are going to use VRChat. So yeah. In 2020, VRChat experienced one of its biggest uptakes due to the pandemic. I'm not part of the VRChat community, nor have I used it yet. Emphasis on yet. But from what I have heard from others in the community, it is amazing for social interaction and authentic, genuine connections. Business Insider reports after speaking to a streamer that regularly uses VRChat. Quote, What makes VRChat special, through a streamer's perspective, is the real-time unknown and endless content, Twitch streamer Nags21 told Business Insider. With VRChat, you have real people engaging, not just with myself, but with the others around, all in front of your own audience, because you are dealing with real people interacting in a virtual environment. You never know what is going to happen next. Nags21 has been posting VRChat-focused YouTube videos for about six months, and says he has been part of the community since before the game was widely available to the public. He said VRChat has inspired a lot of excitement for how people will connect with each other in the future. 
I read so many comments a day from people who have said the game has changed their lives. The friends they have met, the people they have helped and the ways it has cured certain issues such as social anxiety, depression and more. Social VR is the future. End quote. The general community seems to be surprisingly wholesome. The immersiveness as well as the novelty of VR has allowed people to experience the internet like never before. They let their guard down more readily and have candid discussions that can be thought-provoking and inspirational. Insightful conversations do happen on the platform as there is a variety of people that come on seeking out human interaction. More people came to VRChat in 2020 than ever before because they were lonely. Even though things are a far cry from what we all experienced in 2020, COVID is here to stay for the foreseeable future and it's made an imprint on the entire world. Things will never be the same again. Our societies are more fragmented due to the psychological warfare people have been put under the last two years. I'm kinda mad I didn't know about VRChat during the lockdowns because that would have been a great pastime and it would also boost your social meter which was pretty low for most, if not all of us, during that period of time. SodaPDF.com created a blog about VRChat spaces. Quote, Think of it as a massive meeting ground where you, your old friends, and thousands of new friends can hang out and be whoever or whatever you want to be. In VRChat, you can make your fantasy world come to life right before your eyes. Simply choose an avatar, build your own world, and start socialising with whomever is there. User-generated content means there are no boundaries. The only limit is your imagination. End quote. I mean, that sounds and looks pretty amazing, but that's what can make it equally bad or dangerous. As VR continues to improve and become more realistic, later on it could potentially cause derealization or depersonalization issues. These experiences will become more immersive and lifelike that people may not be able to distinguish what is real and what is virtual. I watched a video where a VRChat user shared that hugging people in real life did not feel the same anymore as he had been using VRChat a lot. In VRChat you can touch people and people can touch you with permission of course. If you are wearing full tracking equipment, you will actually feel it. That scared him because I think it showed him, as well as others watching the video, that your brain will no longer distinguish clear differences such as a warm hug from a person actually standing in front of you and one from a virtual friend in VRChat. From listening to the experiences of heavy users as well as some of the medical experts, the brain cannot tell that virtual reality is not real. Therefore, the body responds to situations in VR as if it were really there. VR can be intense, especially the first few times when it really clicks and works well. You'll have sweaty palms, feel some serious vertigo from simulated heights, and it's easy to be startled or outright terrified. The first time I tried VR, I was playing this random game where I was at the top of a very high building and I had to make sure I didn't fall. My palms were suddenly clammy and my mind went into survival mode, like I could possibly die because I was fucking scared. So using something like VRChat for hours, every day for example, could have lasting effects on the brain that we are not yet fully aware of. In the long term, I can't say, but VR is in a weird spot where it can make the most basic things feel immersive and fun. There are already regular users of VRChat that go to sleep with their headsets on because when they wake up, the first thing they want to see is the virtual world. The majority of users report feeling more comfortable and confident to interact with others in a way that they never would in real life. VRChat is great for facilitating an environment that anyone can feel confident in, but there is a risk of overuse and reliance too. Quote, the negatives may even outweigh the positive features of VRChat. 
What becomes of a user's real-life identity and relationships when they begin to foster and care more for their digital life? Depersonalization, derealization, and ultimate disconnect from the real world are conceivable repercussions of creating an identity and life inside the software. The issues and problems can be scary because they exist without visible sign or awareness. It becomes even more problematic when users can no longer make the distinction between reality and their virtual lives. VRChat can be used to supplement social gaps that exist in a user's life, but ultimately, the overall mentality or model is not sustainable." End quote. So we are looking into the different sides of VRChat as there are so many pros and cons that can be found on this platform, just like any other I guess. It's not just like any other platform though. At some points, VRChat seems like social media on steroids. It feels like social media in the beginning when us millennials were first on Twitter and we were just kind of figuring it out. Companies were not trying to sell you things as you scroll by and things weren't constantly politicised. It will remind some of us of the old internet we once knew and loved. The wild west where anything could happen. This is one of the appeals of VRChat that users have mentioned when explaining what attracts them to this platform. It's still a new concept to many, the platform doesn't take itself too seriously and most importantly there is no algorithm. Nothing is curated for you based on what you did or what you played. It feels like you're just exploring organically without any interference. That really struck me as someone who was avidly on Twitter during its early days, roamed YouTube when it felt like the wild west, and joined Instagram when people used to take a picture of an orange or pencil and upload it seriously. All these apps are a far cry from what they used to be and totally unrecognisable from where they started. I understand they are businesses and that profit and growth equals to success, however, however, there is a point where you alienate your original user base in the quest to grow and lose the very thing that people loved about you. YouTuber and VRChat user Straz discusses this concept in a documentary style video he created about VRChat. Part of it was, yeah, the, the people, the community. There's no algorithm directing me to a lobby. There's no decision making going on beyond my own. Oh, this world looks neat. When then you click and there you are, right? There's nothing else to it. The end result was that I've met people from many, many countries. My friends list is ludicrously diverse. I met people in Italy, the Netherlands, Spain, France, Germany, Russia, Saudi Arabia, the Philippines, Korea, Japan, and many, many more. I've had long conversations about politics, religion, video games, anime, the weather, memes, the nature of consciousness, poop knives, music, performing. I I've had so many just good conversations. And as an aside, I've missed that. How had I forgotten that I enjoyed this, that I used to love this thing? But in the web 2.0 era, that was eradicated. Sure, Facebook groups exist, Twitter can theoretically connect you with other people, and Reddit, but these services are built to put like with like. The realities of that sort of thing have been think piece to death, typically in regards to stuff like politics, but I kind of want to build beyond that, and maybe less seriously. Like, I, I just think outside of how that's damaged the world, it's also just ruined this quaint little experience. The experience of meeting random people and just talking with them. And to be clear, this wasn't something that just changed over time or was accidentally broken. It was done on purpose. The climate on social media isn't a bug, it's a feature. And once again, this is a topic way too complex to go on a tangent on, and I 
done too many of those already. But yeah, the way social media encourages both division and like meeting like is not accidental, and it has undoubtedly made the internet a worse place. But VRChat isn't just the people, it's also about the things they create. And VRChat is full of beautiful, incredible things. Some of the worlds people have created in VRChat are utterly breathtaking. What people are able to do on this platform is amazing. And the thing is, you're probably watching this right now on a 2D screen, and it's probably still gorgeous to you. Now consider that these are virtual realities that you can go and explore and interact with. It's really just something else. I've probably played every major VR release on the market at this point, and while there are plenty of games that deliver memorable experiences, none do it with the rapid fire intensity that VRChat does. I think 5 or 10 years from now, many of the people building hobby creations in VRChat are going to be working at major studios or winning awards somewhere. And yes, galleries of beautiful things exist elsewhere, but just not quite like this. And the creativity isn't just in the creation of worlds, it's also in the avatars themselves. There are so many that are so neat. There's like an entire virtual fashion in VRChat and trends and people who push those things really hard. And then there's the things people do with those worlds and avatars. I've watched someone DJ a Psytrance set in VR. I've watched dancing, genuinely impressive dancing. I even met a choreographer in VRChat that took pride in making routines within virtual reality. I've had a two foot tall anime boy in a onesie pajama thing perform an improv dance routine in front of me using his custom avatar. A lot of these things are often broken and messy and they glitch out and they aren't always there. They require digging and seeing a lot of objectively strange and unsettling things. But the thing is, you see people's work too. You see the learning process. You see the janky worlds and the broken avatars, some of which glitch out in hysterical ways. All of this would have been blocked off somewhere else. All of this would have been just swept out into a bin. It would have been polished and optimized. It would have been flattened and streamlined. But not here. It's a paradise of high-effort shitposts. I've taken a ride on a hot dog with glitched out clipping music screaming in the background. I've had a stick of butter give me a lap dance. It's insanity, actual insanity, and there's no other place like this on the internet. There's no place like this period anymore. And look, I, I know, I know, creative places exist. Creativity is all over the internet. But these days, even creativity seems organized and structured, treated to the same algorithmic soup that runs the rest of the internet. I don't want DeviantArt. What he discussed about social media today, being designed purposely to only show you certain things based off of what you've supposedly liked, is so limiting and has honestly taken the fun out of social media. Social media is dead and boring now, to me anyway, and to the people that enjoyed randomly connecting with others or finding new information organically without any feeds. The big tech companies have become like big government in the way social media is now run and controlled. I have long grown tired of it and deleted most of my personal social media accounts. The ones I still have I barely use and I feel much better for it. The internet has become a mentally ill social justice echo chamber but has nothing for creative curious minds that want to be stimulated. Before this ends up sounding like a paid ad for VR chat though, let's also look at other possibly dangerous outcomes of VR use in terms of your data. The episode will not be complete without covering this angle. I've spoken about how social media apps have been harvesting your data for years in previous episodes, how they listen to you on your phone without your knowledge and sell your information. We all have pretty much known about this for a while now, but how could platforms like VRChat also use your data? 
Well, it too has the potential to allow collection of user biometric data. However, this data collection could be possible in all kinds of new ways, not all of them positive, of course. Especially when eye tracking technology becomes widely used as currently, it's not a widespread thing in most countries. When it becomes more of a common thing, then what happens? That's an issue for any computing platform and especially any wearable technology. But cameras pointed at somebody's eyeballs have the potential to reveal a ton of personal information, such as a company being able to instantly tell when you like something because they track your pupil dilation. You wouldn't be able to keep anything to yourself because the movement of your eyes would give it away. That would be extremely scary if companies had access to this. I guess companies like Meta see this potential. Input Mag reports. Quote, if a singular virtual hangout where people work and play is ever to exist, it will be jigsawed together by many companies over many years. Meta is playing the long game, but it hasn't been shy about how it plans to become a dominant player, or even the dominant company, in controlling the metaverse. Building every piece to the metaverse on its own would take too long. So Meta's doing what it does best. Zuckerberg is writing a fact check to VR companies left and right. Meta's latest acquisition, Imagine Optics, a company that makes liquid crystal lenses for VR headsets, and one that was financially involved with Valve, which also makes a VR headset of its own. The purchase could leave Valve and any other companies without access to a critical component that could make VR or mixed reality headsets sharper and more compact. In other words, Meta is squeezing out the competition by buying up core technologies and software. End quote. Many of the misconceptions I had about the platform have been challenged and tested. After learning about the community and the social aspect, I'll put my hands up and say that I was being judgy beforehand. There is also the virtual reality aspect of it that I think contributed to my wariness in the beginning. I did an episode about Meta and how dystopian I thought the entire concept was. VRChat is essentially the same kind of system, but VRChat had a growing community on it for a number of years, and it's quite popular amongst a niche group. I guess what I'm trying to say is, when I covered Meta and their upcoming plans, it seemed like they wanted to reflect the real world in their virtual space, and that gave me a sense that they didn't want people to leave. Ultimately, that is going to be an issue on all VR platforms, and the blame cannot fully be put on a platform. Meta still seems pretty grimy because they have their own agendas. Formerly known as Facebook, Meta has been buying up the competition for a number of years now, and I fear their plans are to make themselves the only virtual reality platform in the future. Possibly buying a platform like VRChat and completely changing it and destroying its essence. I definitely hope this doesn't happen, but big businesses have a bad habit of becoming ungovernable monopolies if left alone for too long. I honestly hope that the fresh, new and exciting energy that the creators of VRChat have managed to foster on the platform is able to remain as there are not many places like that left on the internet. Like everywhere else and everything else, there will be bad, weird and sometimes crazy unexplainable shit that you will encounter. But overall, I think like anything else, moderation is key. Quote, in the same way that AOL and Yahoo chat rooms gave the world a peek into some of the best and worst corners of the internet in the early 1990s and early 2000s, VRChat has become the new virtual wild west. Users claim to have found a community unparalleled by real life there, and a surprisingly large group of people have come out saying that VRChat has saved their lives. 
as they battle with mental health issues like loneliness, anxiety, and depression. Unfortunately, like other places on the internet, harassment, trolling, and hacking are present here too. End quote. We know that when anything is abused or used to replace something in real life, then there is a problem. I think once the use of VR optics and more people can afford it, we will see some negative effects, of course. There are already people abusing it and only taking off their headsets to use the bathroom and eat, but I'd say those people would have found something else to abuse if this didn't exist. I can see it being used as an escape from the real world, which is actually sad, because I don't want millions of people to be disconnected from the real world in the future. But the real world is going to shit if you look at current affairs and the diminishing of our freedoms. In that sense, I can see why people would turn to VR. I still would use VR chat even knowing all of this because I believe you should be able to know your limits and practice self-control if you are someone that's able to. And I know I have things in real life to live for that wake me up in the morning and get me excited about life. Once I get my own VR gear, it will just be something that adds to my life and I'm excited, curious and afraid to see where this technology goes. Thanks for listening guys, I really appreciate it. If you're into the strange, morbid or curious, I'll see you in the next episode. Stay safe, stay curious, for real.